Welcome to today's edition of the Author's Corner, brought to you by KNEO 91.7 FM, The Word. This is Roberta Foster, and today I welcome Kara Snyder back to Author's Corner. She has written the book, There's an Elephant on My Chest, which is published by Endgame Press, and she'll tell you more about how to find the book at the end of the program. Let me tell you just a little bit about Karis. She is a Christian communicator who shares the hope of God through writing, speaking, and leading worship. Her passion for the Lord comes forth as she shares from her life experiences of overcoming anxiety and depression that began as a child. Karis desires to help all generations see their value and worth. She speaks in schools to students on coping skills for anxiety and trains teachers on how to help children with anxiety. Karis, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, Roberta, thank you for having me here with you. Absolutely. It's our pleasure. And so tell us a little bit about your story. Something about an elephant? (laughs) Yes. Yes, so this story, uh, there is an elephant on my chest when I speak and I share my own story of overcoming anxiety and depression. I often use the visual of an elephant sitting on our chest, you know, that massive weight that anxiety can feel like for Mm. us. And as hard as we push against it, it's just too much for us to get rid of on our own. And so that is kind of where that imagery came of this elephant sitting on our chest. So with the picture book, the main character, whose name is Allie, she wakes up to find this elephant is back on her chest. And uh, she is trying to figure out how to get rid of that elephant, get that off of her chest so that she can get to school on time with her friends. Mm. Well, let's start with a real basic thing. What is anxiety? Yes. So anxiety can be multiple different things. It can be our brain reading a situation in a way that thinks we're in danger. We're not in danger, but that is the way the brain is perceiving the situation. It can be over being overwhelmingly nervous or afraid about what might happen in the future, you know, playing out, you know, catastrophe moments. And we, we play this movie out in our head. And once we get to those end credits here, this anxiety takes off. Uh, it can be those those feelings that, that make us feel where we're paralyzed in fear or paralyzed in worry. And this is all coming just from our brains, misreading a situation. But the thing about our brain is, is its job is to take care of us, to keep us mm. alive. And because of that, it will read the thought of a dangerous situation or an actual dangerous situation the exact same way. It can't tell the difference. And so when that happens, and that fight or flight or freeze, you know, response is triggered when we don't need it. That is where sometimes we can feel those symptoms of anxiety. Mm. Well, you shared in your own testimony that you were uh, dealing with anxiety as a child. How young have you found children to be going through an issue with anxiety? Right. You know, you and I were just talking about this earlier about how, you know, it just breaks our heart that children are dealing with anxiety right now. And I know for me in my own life, that anxiety began when I was in first grade as a sixth Mm. grader going through some situations of being bullied Mm. uh, because I had a, a mild form of cerebral palsy in my body. And I didn't know that how to ask for help. I didn't know that that was okay to, you know, get a teacher in there to help me, get my parents in. I, I thought I would get more trouble 
on, on myself or, mm. or, you know, other bad things would happen. And so I just kind of hit it. And so for our children now, they may be dealing with some of those same situations of being bullied or, or test mm. anxiety, or they were home, you know, for so many years after, after COVID, they, they're not sure how to separate from family. So I know even for me, when I travel around to schools, I have had first and second graders come up and say, you know, I've dealt with anxiety or I've had a lot of overwhelming, you know, nervous thoughts or or worried thoughts in my brain, too. Now, Karis, I really can't imagine a child using that vocabulary. (laughs) I know. It's hard to understand. So what what do they say? How do they say it that that an adult needs to pick up on the fact that this child is trying to express that they have anxiety? Right. That's great. So they have come to me and said, you know, I have dealt with that anxiety, too. But some words that they might use, because they hear me say that, and then after I get done talking, they'll come to me and say that. But what they also hear me talk about is what anxiety might feel like. So adults, some things that you might want to look out for, they may say, you know, not I have anxiety. They may say, I have a stomach ache. Mm. Um, My head is hurting really bad. Mm. Or what they may say uh, when they try to go to sleep at night, they may say, I can't, I can't sleep. Uh, They might tell you, my, my brain won't be quiet. Mm. They might say, uh, Mm. you know, they may not say anything. It may be their behavior. Maybe you are noticing that they are having very emotional outbursts of anger or sadness, you know, big tears, big, big things like that going on. They may be withdrawing socially where they don't want to be around their friends or they don't want to be, you know, around others. They just want to be with mom or with dad or whoever their caregiver might be. And and you might even notice their grades. Maybe their grades are dropping. They were doing really well, maybe for math, Mm. for example. And now all of a sudden they're having some difficulty concentrating. So those might be ways that they either say they're feeling anxious or they're they're showing signs of okay. feeling some of that anxiety. That was a great question. Mm. Well, we have a lot more to talk about and Karis is going to give us some insight on how to help children that um, are showing tendencies towards anxiety. So we're talking with Karis Snyder regarding her book, There's an Elephant on My Chest. It's published by Endgame Press and you're listening to Author's Corner. I'm Roberta Foster. You are such an advocate for helping others see how faith and mental wellness go hand in hand, as well as normalizing the conversations with today's youth. So dive a little deeper and share your thoughts on ways families can prioritize this. Yes, I am. I believe, you know, that faith and mental health go together. I think that God, of course, he was ahead of the game on how to take care of ourselves mentally and on how we can practically do things within our life to to help protect ourselves, to help in our mental health. And I love that scripture grounds these practical skills in his in his truth. What do you suggest parents that are Christians, especially um, how to help their children to overcome anxiety? What we can do is we can look at some practical skills together. And there are many that you can choose from. These are just a few that I highlight in the book that parents and and children and even teachers who might use the book are going to see the main character of Allie walking through. But one of the first things that we can let our children know if they are experiencing some of these symptoms of anxiety that we have talked about is that they can come to us, you know, and ask for help. They can come Mm -hmm. to us uh, to ask for help by talking about their big emotions, their big feelings that they have. If they are feeling 
nervous about school or maybe there's a situation that has happened where they were bullied or made fun of that they are that we're a safe place and they can come to us and we're going to listen it may not be you know we as parents have the answers because a lot of times we may not Mm -hmm. have the answers but we're going to be that safe place for them some other practical things that they can do is is help them when they feel that big feeling of anxiety if they're if their heart rate gets uh, up really fast, it feels really rapid. Or if they feel those moments of being breathless, like they can't catch their breath, mm-hmm. we can teach them how to pause and take good, deep breaths. And, and in doing that, the great thing about that practice is it helps our brain move out of the emotional part and moving to that thinking prefrontal cortex where they can think calmly and they can think rationally, uh, you know, about their situation that they're in and it keeps them in that present moment, a couple of other things that we can practice with them and even use these practices through games. And when you use a game, like Mm. uh, one game I like to play is the senses game, using your senses and practice looking for one thing you can hear, see, taste, touch, and smell. And they don't realize that they're practicing grounding, which helps them to Mm. get out of the, those futuristic thoughts of of Mm. worry and catastrophe. And it grounds them back into their present moment. But while they're having fun, they're teaching their brain how to do that. And then there is also practicing gratitude. You know, Roberta, gratitude, mm. God gave us as this natural built-in anxiety blocker. Our brains can't be mm. anxious and thankful at the same time. It's been scientifically proven. So when we, we teach our kids to look for the good things, those things that they have in their life to be grateful for. It helps them to, to not look at the bad all the time, but changing that perspective. So those are just a few practical things that they can do. But, but we also want them to know that they can acknowledge that anxiety. They can acknowledge those big feelings that they have by using their words, by writing that out or journaling, because what they're realizing when they do that, it, it takes that power of anxiety off of them because they're putting a word to it Mm. and they're beginning to understand, oh, if I feel nervous, this is what that nervous feeling is. And here are some things that I can do Mm. to keep that nervous feeling from taking over for me. And as parents, we don't have to wait till that anxiety attack comes. You can go ahead and practice these things right now, Mm. prepare them right now. You know, I always say we want to prepare, not scare. Yeah, We want to prepare them for those moments. And we prepare and practice for test or for a sport but when we prepare our brain for for those situations that might happen to our children they're going to feel more confident in their ability um, to take those deep breaths or, or to ground themselves in that moment and to know that they don't have to be scared because they they have those tools on how to respond the book itself is written for younger children to be able to read by themselves and so if that happens to be the case where a parent is not right there involved or even knowing that they're reading it um, as as you think about a child reading this book kind of independently what are you hoping that the child will come away from uh, reading the book yes and I I love that I, I was just sitting here as you asked that picturing these these little boys and girls reading reading this book, and, and my hope is is that as they are reading through this story is that they're going to learn that they don't have to be afraid. Okay. They don't have to be afraid if they feel that elephant on their chest and that they can turn to those trusted adults in their lives to, to express what they're feeling and to voice what they need. You know, to say, I'm feeling 
nervous or I'm mm-hmm. feeling afraid, will you sit with me for a moment? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, to just ask those questions that that is okay for them to do. But but I do hope when they finish reading the book and they see how Allie, the main character, works through that, that that gives them some encouragement to know that they're not alone. And if, and if Allie can use those tools, that that is something that they can practice as well. Mm. Well, Karis, not only have you written There's an Elephant on My Chest as a child's book, you've also written um, other books including Anxiety Elephants 31-Day Devotional and Anxiety Elephants 90-Day Devotional for Tween Girls and Boys. So tell us a little bit about each of those books and who they're designed for. Yes, so the the first one, the Anxiety Elephants, the 31-Day Devotional, it is designed for adults, young adults, those who are going into college. And it was the first one that I started with, and it, it just speaks to those, who are walking in this time of being an adult, that season of life. And I share some of my own story of how anxiety affected my life daily using scripture and an action step that they can take every day in Mm. overcoming those anxiety elephants. You know, if you find yourself in the midst of that anxiety, you want to take an action, but you're just not quite sure how to do that. So that's why the, the book has action steps, tiny action steps laid out every day to just give you one victory at a time and you get to build on those victories so we started out with that one and then my own children I have well they're now 14 and 10 my daughters and after that adult version came out they said hey mom will you write one with words that our age can understand (laughs) and so I will be honest with you Roberta I was like Lord I don't know about this I don't know about writing anymore and, you know, God in all his goodness, he yes. meets us in, in what we don't know, right? And we just have to trust him. And so that birthed the Anxiety Elephants for Tweens, which is our 8 to 12-year-old group. And th- those books came out last year. And it is a 90-day devotional. And it goes along that same path of using a scripture a day, using uh, some stories out of my life, and then giving them their action steps. Their action mm. steps are actually called Stomp steps so to help okay. them and you know visualize stomping mm-hmm. that anxiety in yes. their life and now here we are with the children's version the children's book mm. well today i've been talking with kara snyder about her children's book there's an elephant on my chest and so uh Karis, if people want to find out more about this book and the others you've written um what's the best way to do that I would say the best way is going to be to head on over to my website, which is karissnider.com, C-A-R-I-S-S-N-I-D-E-R.com, and you'll be able to find out all the information about uh, this book, the children's book coming out, and all the other ones that I have available. And you also are available through a variety of other social media, and um, thousands of people are following you, so you obviously are hitting uh, a correct nerve in the issue of uh, anxiety. And so um, why don't you tell our listeners some of those locations as well? Absolutely. So you can find me hanging out quite a bit on Instagram and Facebook at Kara Snyder, just my name. Try to keep it simple. Um, which is C-A-R-I-S-S-N-I-D-E-R, and those are both for Instagram and Facebook. And I do have a YouTube channel as well, at Kara Snyder, and, and you can find me find me there. 
Wonderful. So one more time, the book today is There's an Elephant on My Chest, and we've been talking with Kara Snyder, and we certainly thank Endgame Press for giving us a copy of the book to talk about. And Karis, again, it's been a real pleasure talking with you. Thank you for sharing your time and your heart with our listeners. Thank you so much for having me back on. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. This is Roberta Foster on The Author's Corner. Just as a reminder, if you missed any part of today's interview or would like to hear it again, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And then don't forget to join us again next time on KNEO 91.7 FM. If you live within the broadcast area of KNEO Radio, we have a podcast just for you. The KNEO Community Connection keeps your finger on the pulse of what's coming up in the four-state area, telling you about upcoming events you don't want to miss, organizations in our communities doing great work, and conversations with the dynamic citizens who are behind it all. There's a lot going on around you that you don't want to miss. This is Luke Taylor. Join me each week as we talk about what's happening with the people who are making it happen. Brought to you by KNEO Radio 91.7 FM, and the Sky High Podcast Network. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.